Hello. Don't you love that sound? Isn't it beautiful? It's like we're out in the woods, just enjoying nature. I'm in my basement, not in the woods. These sounds, they're real, but I'm just not there. This is called 4K Forest Birdsong 2, The Return. I made up The Return, but this is 2. I guess there's a part 1. Worrying too much about royalty-free music, you know? And I realized, I don't think you can copyright birds singing. Birds don't have agents. And thus, we have our bird song background. I also realized that you guys can't hear it as loud as I hear it. Maybe I'll turn the speaker a little bit. Can you hear it better now? I don't want it to be too high. It's really a pain in the neck to start doing sound checks with my my setup here. It's a good setup, don't get it twisted. But it is a pain to do sound checks. Got it? Okay, so I gotta send a text one second. Shut up, bird. That was an obnoxious bird. That's an attention seeker. That's like the comedian in the back of the room laughing as hard as they possibly can so that everyone else knows that they got a good sense of humor. You know the one I'm talking about. Okay. It's Wednesday. Got home, felt like doing another podcast. I'll tell you what really inspired me. My mom. Because when I got home, she was in a bad mood. You want to know why? Remember when we were talking about religion replacements? That was in uh, one of yesterday's episodes. We were talking about religion replacements. Some people use horoscopes, for example. Some people, ironically, use atheism as their religion. Or science. They make science their religion. Never do this, though. If there's one that's worst of all, don't make politics your religion. Please. Please, for the love of all that is politics, do not make politics your religion. It's bad. It's a bad idea. It's the worst one of them all. There's no morality in it. What is the highest goal of the politician? Policy? Isn't it? There's no... It's literally unethical. There are no ethics to it. They're just... I mean, there's no objective morality, right? This is getting too heady. But what could be more manufactured morality than political morality? When you got those bad actors deciding on what will be the morality for the masses. At least with religion, it's like there was a lot of people involved over a long period of time. Right? And it's a little more in depth. 
and people go to church or synagogue. That's the other thing. That, this would be the equivalent, I tell you. It would be like if people went on Sundays to go read the Constitution, sections from the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the amendments, and then a guy would interpret them. That would be like a, a political priest, right? But there is none of that. I don't, I don't think that that would be a good thing. I don't know if it would necessarily be worse than... It probably would be worse. We were just talking about it. But there's no one to interpret it and help guide you. There's none of that. There's just, well, there's people who will manipulate you. Those are the politicians. They know you didn't read it. Some of them didn't even read it. You, they know you didn't, though. There's no way you did. Don't front. You didn't read it. You didn't read the Constitution. You didn't read the rights. You don't know a damn thing. But they do, and they know that you don't know, and they will manipulate you. And they're all the same, dude. The red team, blue team stuff? I learned about this today. The power of a united citizenry is too much. That's not good for politics. It's not good for politicians. In order for politicians to rule and to sway the balance in their favor, they can't have a united, there can't be united citizens. They need to split them up to weaken them. And then they can have true power. That's why they do it, man. They both do it in different ways. The Republicans, the Democrats. They're all politicians. That's what we have to remember. And we're all citizens. Isn't that beautiful? United, we are very powerful. They fear us, and so they separate us. And the right does it with, they tend to do more, those are Democrats, and we're Republicans. They kind of do it more like that. They separate into two teams. And then they'll do it with policies. They'll go, they're for abortions, and we're against it. And they're for gun control, and we're against that. Second Amendment, right? And then the, the people on the left, they're playing the same game. They're like, you're white? Guilty. You're black? Okay, you guys are in a group now. You're Hispanic? Okay, you guys are in a group now. You're women? Okay, you're in a group now. They've done such a good job of making us extremely weak. That's why they're... Don't sleep on them. They're very dangerous. I know it's more popular to think that the Republicans are the dangerous ones, but... You'd be mistaken thinking that they're the only dangerous ones because the Democrats are really damn good at it too, especially the young ones. Very scary stuff. It's not scary, but it's not like, it's just, it's like, it's, it's dark. The dark arts, as Theo Vaughn would put it, that's the dark arts that they engage in. And so that's why I came downstairs because my mom is like all wrapped up in the dark arts. And the devil is working through her. She's a vessel for the devil at times. As we all are. No one's uh, immune. Very few. Very few are completely immune. But it's like politics to an extent 
is her religion to an extent. And when she turns on the TV and the, the gods are angry, you know, whoever it is, if it's Chuck Todd or Anderson Cooper, if the gods are angry, then it's a bad vibe in the household. It's no good. If, uh, so, so that, that's why I was feeling this way. I don't like to get particularly political on the podcast, but I'll do it from time to time if that's what I feel like talking about. Now, just so I don't get in trouble, which I won't, I won't get in trouble for this, but it is called The Silent Watcher. This um, YouTube guy, The Silent Watcher. I guess there's lots of, uh, I guess, oh, what about if we, let's change the vibe because I want, um, I want to change the vibe because we talked about what we talked about and now we're changing the vibe. So let's see what happens now. Oh, wow. Great. Grammarly. Are you kidding me? Not the vibe I want. Not the vibe I want. Get that out of my face. Oh, do you hear that? Is that what you think it is? Yeah. Tropical rain, baby. Do you feel relaxed? <sighs> I literally feel more relaxed. Let me make sure you can hear it. Just for a little. You can totally hear that, right? It probably just sounds like static to you. What I should do is learn how to use editing software. And then I, I can edit it in. Because I'm literally just playing it through a speaker. And then it's going into my mic. I'll figure things out. This is just another reason why you guys should want, like, I don't know, share my shit. Get other people to subscribe. I just want to be able to make money doing comedy and podcasts. That way I have time. All my time would be devoted to things like this. And so I could spend time learning how to use editing software better to be able to do things like this, which I'll do anyway. But I'm just saying it would happen a little quicker. It's something I... It's basically exclusively on the weekends that I have time to embark on these new endeavors. Which is okay. For now. But not forever. And I will. I will get to where I'm going. I will. Because it has been written. By me, bitch. That's what the fuck is up. Because I decided that. That's what I decided. Is that baller? Yeah. Well, we've already done 11 minutes. Okay, let's talk about one interesting thing at least. So, this is um, based on a, a Nietzsche thing I was listening to. Look, there's a YouTube series. Also, it's a podcast. It's called Academy of Ideas. There's a website for it too, Academy of Ideas. It's amazing. It, I learned so much from it. And that, that really, I mean, this guy that makes those, those videos, 
well they're not videos they're they're just audio but tremendous completely so i can't um recommend it enough even if i tried which i am still can't recommend it enough highly recommend it i wonder if the rain gets harder I don't think so. Oh yeah, it got a little harder. Here's the thing about, I want something a little more uplifting because this is also like a little at the same time, it's a little depressing even though it is. What about the waterfall? What do you think that sounds like? Oh my God. Is that Tiffany Haddish? Okay. I like that. Because what's important, guys, is that we flow like the river. Don't we flow with the river? Okay? Don't try to swim against the current. You go with the flow. That is some Eastern philosophy for you. That's some Buddhist, Taoist philosophy. It's different than Western philosophy, but... A lot of the same conclusions drawn. Go with the flow of the river. This is what Nietzsche is talking about. One of the things he's talking about, which is something that I realized on my own in a different way, but he puts it in terms like this. So let me tell you what I thought of when I was talking to, maybe I was talking to Nicole about this, but I forget who I was talking to about it. But the way you got to think about it is like this. When you're trying to become something better, when you're trying to make yourself a new, a new self, it's going to require a step that is a painful step. And it is the reflection upon you and your flaws. Oh, isn't that the worst? Don't you want to just pretend those don't exist and ignore them? Don't you want to just repress those and keep those buried down deep? I certainly don't. I don't. I don't want to, but I still do sometimes. Like everyone. But I'm not trying to be like everyone, you see? Now here's the thing. When you look at yourself and you look at everything that makes you an asshole at once... It's overwhelming. Even people who aren't really assholes. Because there are all these things that you try to hide from yourself. There are things that I try to hide from myself. And then it reflects itself in your language and your perspective on things. And maybe you don't get things that you want and, and you say, and you blame it on outside sources. But that's probably a result of you repressing the fact that you know you're not trying hard enough. For example. That's just one example. But the way that I've been doing it lately is that at first I, I turned around figuratively to look at my, at all of my flaws, everything that makes me an asshole, everything that makes me the worst. And I looked at it all and that was, it was a lot. And you can get this hopeless feeling that's like, well, how could I possibly, it's like, 
if someone told you to build a house, you're like, I don't know how to do that. But if they broke it down into little sections, like, maybe building a house isn't the best idea. But if someone tells you to write a book, for example, write a 200-page book, that's insane. It's overwhelming. But if someone's like, okay, write a page a day for 200 days, doesn't it seem a lot more doable? One page a day for 200 days? I'm not saying the book's going to be any good, but the point would be that you re- you wrote a book, 200 pages. You just wrote a page a day, and it took less than a year. It's just that mind state change. And so when I started looking at myself and how I am an asshole and how I'm not where I want to be, not nearly, but I'm on this journey and I'm enjoying it. And so what I did is rather than look at everything that makes me an asshole at once, it's I look at little, I look at one thing. One thing that makes me an asshole, how can I fix that? And then move to the next thing. And this is what I've been doing over the past few weeks, guys. I've, I keep you posted with it. This is the journey. I keep you in the loop. I want you to know what's going on while it's happening. And this is also like therapeutic for me. This solitude. Reflection. So, yes, you're an asshole. But you can fix it. But it's going to take time. But don't be overwhelmed by it. Just pick the first thing. Not even the biggest thing. It could be a little thing. Maybe. I don't know, man. For me, it's been lots of things. But here's the little thing. I would get lots of road rage trying to do that a bit less. Right? One thing that makes me an asshole, the way I behave in a vehicle on the road. In fact, that's probably when I'm the biggest asshole. So that probably needs a lot of work. It's also dangerous to be an asshole on the road. So there's a project. Let me become not so much of a fucking psycho cuck on the highway, right? And I don't say psycho cuck lightly. I say it heavily. And I've been getting a little better and there's still a lot of room to grow because I still find myself getting unreasonably mad when someone is just tailgating me a little bit and I'm looking at them through the rear view. I'm just staring at them. I'm not even looking at what's in front of me. I'm just staring at them, thinking about all the horrible things I want to do to them. So that makes me an asshole. Wouldn't you agree? Aren't you listening to me thinking... You're kind of an asshole, Dave. You're right. I'll fix it. It'll take time. That's okay. The thing that Nietzsche says is like the artist. He relates it to an artist making a painting. The artist paints something, right? First draft. Do they just deny the flaws in it? A great artist? Because a shitty artist would paint and then they just release it to the public or whatever artists do. I don't know. They would just put it out there. They would paint it and they would put it out there. And then a critic might say, oh, well, here at this part in the tree, the the branches are all screwed up. And they go, no, 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 no. That's how I wanted to do it. Nope. Nope, that's not a flaw. No, 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 it's supposed to be like that. But what does the great artist do? 
The great artist paints it and then examines it and is truly honest with themselves. What can be better about this? And then they work harder. And then they're fucking Picasso. That's got to be inspiring. You're not inspired? Who are you? Of course you're inspired. And it's the same with the joke. You think a joke's done? That's what the lazy comedian does. They write the first draft of the joke. And then they use that, and that's the joke forever. It's obviously not as good as it could be. But then if someone gives you advice on it, like, oh, what about taking this perspective in the joke? And you go, no, 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 I I don't do that. I don't do that. And that's something that I've done. So I'm speaking from personal experience. And it's something, another project of mine, to work harder on perfecting jokes. Because I like writing them, and I find that easy from scratch. But editing, editing is, it's tough for me. It's harder for me than than just generating from scratch. And so again, it's another project. It's another thing that makes me an asshole that I'm going to fix. So, that's all. Really, that's all. We can be a little bit less of assholes. Every day. What if we did that? Would that be cool? I think that would be cool. I think the birds would be singing if we did that. Wow. There they are. Right on cue. It's like they knew. Okay. I love you. Bye.